Welcome to the 4 or 5 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's chat is with Jay Bernard, which is the moniker of Gente Dupree, one of the frontmen of Balthazar. After creating three albums with Balthazar, Gente found himself wanting to delve into uncharted waters. The end result is a colorful album influenced by hip-hop, dancing, and growing older. The album is called Running Days, and is out on June 16th via Pius. Our chat was recorded through Skype due to me being in New York and Gente being back in Ghent, Belgium, so don't be too surprised if you hear delays. This talk was especially important to me because the album is growing to be coming on my big favorites of the year. It's an album I really can't wait for the rest of the world to hear, and it gives me great pleasure to share this chat with you and this journey on how it was made. Enjoy! Yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Uh, I want to jump right into the album because, you know, your band, Balthazar, uh, they saw some of their biggest shows on uh, the last album campaign. And, you know, just seeing, like, how busy you were throughout all of that, it just led me to wonder, when did you start making Running Dis? Um, well, actually, uh, I don't really remember. I think from the moment Thin Walls was finished, I started thinking about it. But, um... It took me a while to figure out which kind of genre I wanted to make, so I made a lot of songs. And then when I was, you know, when I decided I wanted to go like the R&B, hip hop kind of influences, uh, then it took me quite a while to, to get there with with those songs. So I think first half a year I threw everything away that I made, and then the best things I wrote the last year, I think. When um, you know when Balthazar started to tour less, and uh, I could uh, spend all my time in my studio. Wow, what, was it a bit frustrating having to throw away half of the stuff, or was it kind of just like one of those things that you just knew you had to do to get to where you wanted to go? Yeah, definitely. I I, I never mind throwing stuff away. I mean, that's part of the process, and uh, I only care about the process. Actually, the like the finished album is a momentary thing so um, yeah I, I didn't mind well you know it's interesting to hear you say that because I got to live with uh, running days for like I think the past couple of weeks I want to say since like uh, I want to say like the middle of uh, like the end of April or so and what's amazing about that album is whenever I revisit it I feel like I always hear something new so it's really good to hear you say that about the process because I, I could feel the labor of love that went into it yeah <laughs> That's good, yeah, that's nice Yeah, you know, I find that with solo albums, um, a big importance with them is that the artist has to be doing something that they couldn't be doing with their main project. And it's something that I always try to look for whenever I'm hearing, like, a solo album. And, you know, you brought up the hip-hop influence and all of that, and, you know, it's very prominent on Running Days. And, you know, if there's ever been... Um, an example of that principle of doing something different than your main project. I want your album is definitely like a key example of that. Um, did it feel important to you to do that when you were making the album? That whatever you were making had to be something different that you never tried before. Um, yes, I have two things. I mean, first of all, I wanted to have some reason of existence because otherwise I could just use songs for about So it had to be useful you know to do something different to give uh yeah the audience a different look on what i can do but in a way i never thought about the audience it, it, for me especially i listen a lot to hip-hop and r&b and like the last album i was with Balthazar, i was thinking why am i making indie rock because i listened to, to 
completely different stuff. So it felt like a very logical thing to try it out for myself, because um, I could try everything. It was like there were no limits. It was a solo project. I, it didn't have to be good. It, it, I didn't even know if it was going to be released. I didn't have any pressure at all. Nobody expected anything. So I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> let's try something where I have some fun and, and just try it out. And, and the only thing I tried to aim for was uh, having fun with it, you know? And, and uh, it was only when I was doing it that I that it became a big important thing, lyric-wise, and for, for my own uh, mind, you know, that it was start to become important. But the main thing was just to have fun. And even now, when I go uh, live or, or the whole business around it, I just try to keep it as much fun as possible and not uh, have any pressure on it. You know, it's amazing to hear you say that aspect about the fun because I think from the outside, a lot of people would look at a indie band, especially a successful indie band, and automatically assume that there must be like a fun element to it. But I also imagine that with uh, as a oh yeah, sir. But of course there is. But I mean. <laughs> Um, th when you get bigger, there's like more responsibilities. No, yeah, I was gonna get into that. It's like about like how the more it goes on, there's more responsibilities and there's more work to be done. So like, do you feel in a way when you were making this album, you almost had to reteach yourself how to have fun in a way? <laughs> um, mm, no, because <laughs> I think it felt more natural to have pressure or have like people looking over my shoulder when I was making an album, like the last Balthazar album, that felt unnatural. And uh, like the first two albums with Balthazar, we, we recorded it in our own bedrooms as well. So I, I just wanted to go back to that very DIY feeling and, you know, not thinking about the rest of the world going to hear your songs. It's just, I, I made it for myself and that was the main thing for me. So, um, no, it was actually not that difficult to find that... Um, that's a good thing to hear. You know, you've been writing songs for years. Um, Balfazar have three albums. And, um, you know, what really intrigues me about with this album, because uh, we talked about, you know, delving into R&B and hip-hop, is that I'm curious if, like, the way you wrote songs here felt like new territory for you. Because I feel like one of the things that's intriguing about R&B and hip-hop from, like, a rocker perspective is, like, how the rules in songwriting could feel a lot more looser and a lot more, like, expansive. And did writing these songs feel like you were learning a new way to write music, or did it feel like you were able to use everything you learned from Balthazar to write these songs? No, I, I uh... <laughs> way I had to forget a lot of stuff. Because, um... I think in Balthazar, I was in a very melodic, um... <laughs> vibe, always. And what I find interesting with the hip-hop and the R&B is that it's not all about the melody. Of course, melody is important, but it's more about the groove and the vibe. And the, yeah, it's it's about way more than just the melody. And um, in the beginning, I really tried to avoid melody and tried to make very loop-based songs that were, because they were so loop-based, they were starting to get hypnotic. Like uh, the other man or something like that was really important for that because it's like live. I it, it it lasts on for eleven minutes or something live, but it's still the same. Wait, I have to answer this. Oh. <laughs> it it um 
it stays like the the same chord scheme in a way you know so so it's not based on the same rules it's a different um, approach to it definitely and uh yeah that's what interested me the 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 difference and i had to like reteach myself a bit that's a great thing to hear and um you know the album has a distinct mood even throughout the different tones of the songs um you know i i feel like i have a good gauge on like what the album is but i'm curious to listen to hear from you the person who made the album how would you describe the tonality to the album to someone who hasn't heard it yet to someone who was gonna about to listen to it to the first time I have to sell my album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been doing that for years, so I imagine you'd be pretty used to it by now. Oh, I hate that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I, I, I wouldn't know. I think even now, it's really hard to uh, to do interviews about the album because I'm I'm still so close to it. You know, I'm, I haven't taken any distance from it, and. Um, so I think in, in half a year I'll be able to sell it <laughs> the yeah. right way but now I'm just like it's it's been just a very um, cool personal process I went through and now it's coming out and it's the first time that people like react to it and, and in a way there are a lot of reactions that I didn't expect for example or, or like a whole different view on the album and uh, I think it's equally interesting to hear that side so I don't know it's not up to me, I think. But you know what, that's almost kind of fitting in a way, because I feel like what you've achieved with this album is that, you know, I feel like it's a lot more difficult than people give credit for to make an album that you could just put on and listen to from start to finish, where you could find yourself kind of relaxing, but also getting kind of um, exuberant and feeling kind of energetic. But I feel like you've achieved that with this album, where you could put it on and, like, it's both relaxing and energizing in the same way like that's very like um wicked streets for example like that's a track that's very chill but then there's the horns and then there's just like it does so many crescendos that make you just want to like pound your fist around and like that i mean that's hard to do so like good on you for making that that's fantastic thanks i, I think i always wanted to write energetic music but i just don't know how and then i always end up in between uh, well, for someone who doesn't know how, you like definitely hit the mark on this. Like, that's fantastic. You know, uh, you know. Um, I, it, yeah. I mean, the vibe is is uh, like the lyrics and such isn't always very uh, happy or like. Um, but but then I think it's really interesting what you can do with the groove to to elevate the feeling and such. So I wanted to find the balance in, in between that to. Um, yeah, have like an uplifting groove or like something that, that makes you want to move. It's like an instinct. Um, and keep that vibe, but then don't sing about the sunny days, or but like the things you really care about that aren't that happy. Yeah. You know, when you bring that up, like a track like The Other Man, for example, like um, it's interesting to me how the lyrics on that song can be, they're both introspective and... Um, uh, observatory at the same time. It almost looks like you're looking at yourself inwardly and outwardly at the same time in that song. Yeah, that's the perfect way to um, describe it. Actually, that's that's exactly exactly what what I wanted to um, achieve. Because in a way, like I, I just became thirty, and it like that song was super important for me to finish the album, or like to make sure that Jay Bernard 
thing was going to be something, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, when I finished the lyrics, it was like I, I couldn't explain everything to myself, but it, it felt right, you know. And uh, it's true, like you say, it's very introspective, and in a way, just looking at yourself and even having a dialogue with yourself. Um, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I I know you're for uh, I know Balthazar's photographer, um, Anton, and I was talking to him a, a while back. Uh, he's a great guy. I love that guy, and he was telling me how like there was a show where. All, like all the solo projects like Zimmerman and Warhouse performed and you performed and he was telling me how like Martin Martin was looking at you from like the side of the stage and just kind of surprised to see you like performing the way you were Does, have you been hearing that from other people who have seen you perform live like kind of like how people have been reacting to the Jay Bernard like live show Yeah, but in a way, I I also feel it. I mean, it's a, I did the guitar live, which was a big thing. But also, um, it just feels supernatural. It's like having my own home party, and and I put on my favorite music, and I'm, I start dancing like crazy. It's just like it feels like there's no limit live, and it, in a way, it, it feels uh, relieving. You know, it's just uh, I don't care about if people gonna like. It or not i'm just there for my own sake and <laughs> i just want to have a good time it's a free party for my for myself that's the way i look at it and if people like it they're they're most welcome and i'm gonna try to do my best of course but it's not the same as when i was 20 i wanted to convince everyone now i'm like come on this is great <laughs> dance with me yeah that yeah. has to be a, it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, I love that you touched on that because, you know, we, we mentioned before how Balfazar have released multiple albums. And right now, a lot of you guys are delving into solo projects while making a new Balthazar record as well. But what I love about where you are now, and it comes across on the record, is like, it feels like you're at a point now where you know you're good. Like, like I, I, like I don't mean to like hype it all up, but it's like, I feel like the the mood and how you're approaching the songs, it's almost like you know that you know how to write a song and you know how to perform live. So it's like you're owning it. And I think that comes across on the record a lot. Like it makes it very enjoyable to listen. Someone who knows that they know what they're doing in a way. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the older you get, the more you start to become a fan of charismatic um, artists. Whereas maybe in the beginning you like the indie bands who were, who were like a little bit shy and everything. But when you get older, you you, you listen to Tom Waits and then Nick Cave, and you're like, wow, these guys are like fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you listen to, and in a way it intrigues me, and you start to feel from yourself that you know how to write a song. It's true, and and you know how to perform, and you're like, you kind of start to. Uh, you know, feel your own charisma, and it's nice to to use it in a way. Because in a way, you because of you use it, you connect way more to people, way more than than before when you just are shy or something, or or don't dare to go over the line. Because it's a thin line, but if you go through that wall, it's it's nice because you reach out to people in a way be, because of being that honest and feeling confident about it. 
Yeah, that's really fantastic to hear. You know, I have a couple more questions left, but I just want to say, you know, thanks again for talking to me today. Um, I really can't tell you enough how much I love this record. Um, it's, it's very much a privilege when you get to listen to a record, fall in love with it, and then talk to the person who made it. So honestly, it's fantastic getting to talk to you. Oh, thanks for having me. I mean, uh, it's nice uh, that there's interest in Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I particularly loved about how you've uh, rolled this project out is that it kind of reminded me of those days where you would fall, where you would get into an artist and you would have to wait for, like, the next song to come out and the next one. Because the rollout of the songs, it was really great. Like, there was Calm Down, and then there was The Other Man, and then Wicked Streets, and then On Fire. And there were, like, you know, several months in between. And I was wondering, do you feel like it's important to kind of release songs that way, to kind of make people wanting more and guessing what's going to come next? Was that very deliberate on your part? Yeah, yeah, it was very deliberate. Because I... I in a way, I feel nowadays when you release an album, people are like, "Okay, give me, give me more, give me more." And when you release an album, it's like, "Thank you." <laughs> the next week, they're already like, "Do you have more? Do you have more?" <laughs> so in a way, it reminds me of the the a little child that waits for Santa Claus' presence or something. And I was like, "The it's I do get it. It's the most beautiful feeling there is to long for something." So I wanted to give people a lot of long, longing feelings. <laughs> That's a and uh, I realize when the album is out, it's gonna be, you know, it, there's so many albums out every week. So it's just nice to make people long for your album, and then when it's out, it's it, most of the work is done already. So um, yeah, I wanted to try it somewhat different with this project, and I I I, I am happy because there were quite some people who really loved it the fact that you like every month or every two months you get a new song and uh yeah that was very deliberate that's a good thing to hear and it's also nice that you touched on that last bit because it's interesting that's kind of like how it used to be but nowadays it would probably see be seen as pretty risky so good on you for being able to do that well it's it's one or the other or you do a surprise release <laughs> oh like a beyonce or yeah. frank ocean but then you have to be really big to pull it off. Yeah, right. <laughs> build it up, and, and this was building up it, uh, yeah, building it up a bit. Yeah. So uh, a big question that I have is, um, you know, we we touched on like how maybe it'll take a couple months and distance away for you to realize how you feel about you know the album and everything. But I'm curious, how has performing these songs changed how you feel about the album? Because I imagine performing these songs live, it's been a couple months now since you've done that, that kind of gives you a whole new perspective on like the album, I'd imagine, or like allows you to view it in a bit of a different way. So, I mean, how do you feel about the album in a live sense? Like, does it surprise you how well it translates in a live setting? Um... Yeah, I have a lot to tell about that because in a way I made the album. Um, in the beginning, I was just all about the music. I, I, you know, I was trying to find a nice groove and everything, tried to change my songwriting. But when I started with the lyrics, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like, like I already told you, the whole self-doubt or self-evaluation stuff. And then I had a big breakup. Um, which affected me a lot because I was like really numb and it was hard to finish the album. And actually, immediately after that, I had my first live shows. And it, it, you know, it surprised me how incredibly intense 
uh, it was to perform these songs and that I really had like my heart beating really fast, you know, just by performing these songs. And I never had that intense feeling before. And that's when I realized that I just, I didn't just make the album. It was really, I, I needed to do this. I needed to fix myself. I needed to express a lot of frustrations about the breakup and, um, by performing it, 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 yeah, it became a very passive-aggressive thing in a way, like saying uh, <laughs> "fuck you" to life, and then also "thank you, life is beautiful" in the same sentence, you know. So, in a way, I was really surprised about how intense and honest this record feels to me. Um, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic! You know, wow, it, there's a very that's really an amazing thing to hear that uh, out of all, like that was almost the catharsis that led into you needing to do this because like I've seen some videos of you performing live and it's like you could tell that you're wrapped up in the energy and the joy of it. And I've also seen videos about the Zara perform live and I've noticed like throughout the years as it's gone from like applause rats and to thin walls, like seeing like how more comfortable you become as a performer so it's just amazing to see that correlation to like what you've been through kind of affecting that in a way yeah yeah well it's a good thing i mean <laughs> yeah if it would go the other way the other way around we would have a big problem oh god that'd be terrible <laughs> um you know the last thing i want to touch on um and you know thanks again for talking to me um you know this I mean, I said it before, but it's important to, I feel like this is important to say, you know, this is just like a really interesting time for you because, you know, right now you're going on this Jay Burnt Art project. Um, Martin is with Warhouse, Simon is with Zimmerman. And I, I think, I believe you guys are also working on a new Balthazar album while doing like all these things or like kind of in the early stages of it. So I'm curious, how do you feel these experiences of like doing solo projects and touring? Like, you know, you have bands, but you're also touring by yourselves in a way. How do you feel it'll affect the next Balthazar album? Like, what do you think it will that will breathe life into it? Well, I think uh, it was a big. We, we we hoped it would it was going to be this way, but uh, it's it feels very sane because in a way, if we would have written the fourth album immediately after the third album, um, it was going to get tricky. I think to to stay interesting, yeah. especially for ourselves, to not be bored in a way. So. Uh, what the projects give to us is a lot of creative oxygen, um, and also like it's 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 an ego thing as well. If you're always like serving a band, it's nice to <laughs> make your own ego very big for just one uh, side project, and then uh, go back to the band um, with a whole new sense of what we should do. Because we 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 knew we didn't. We couldn't do the same thing all over again with Balthazar, so we need to re reinvent ourselves. But you can't do that if you didn't take any distance from it. So um, that was the whole purpose with the little break. And now with the solo projects, it feels, yeah, everyone's like having a lot of fun and, and are also eager to uh, make a new Balthazar album. Only we don't know what it's gonna give. It's gonna be something special, I think. Uh, but also for us, it's still a, a mysterious thing. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's been a real treat because I, I'm a fan of Balthazar, like the band. I, I love your band. And it, what's been really amazing is the fact that, like, here are, th- here are the three of you who've gone on to do solo things, but yet all of them are very radically different from one another. So, I mean, as a fan, for me, and being able to enjoy each of those, it just leads me to believe whatever Balthazar does next, without a doubt, will be interesting. So that would be great. We're starting a cult, that's true. <laughs> Uh, you know, before we I let you go, you know, it's interesting what you touched upon real quick on ego because, um, you know, I feel like what's no, it's true because I think what's incredible is that when you think about the way people live their lives, I feel like there's almost like a big um, what's a good way to put it? I feel like people stifle their own egos just to kind of get through the day, or people they feel like they're not allowed to have egos. So it's interesting how you brought up the band dynamic and just the realization that just this once, maybe I should allow my ego to be out there. Like that's just an interesting realization that I feel most people probably don't get to touch upon. Yeah, sure. I mean, every story with every band is always the same. It's always the same. So uh, it's a very human thing. So we weren't afraid of. Um, yeah giving some space for it as well I mean it's yeah it's very normal when when you but it's always it's also the other way around I mean um, if you're only having a band around your own ego you get tired of yourself as well so in a way it's it's nice to know there's going to be a next Balsar album as well because otherwise you, you'd get tired of yourself as well so it's it's about the <laughs> the balance everything in life is about the balance yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Jinte, thank you for talking to me today. It's been fantastic talking about this album. Yeah.